is going on, everybody? Happy Monday to the bomb. That was super energetic right then. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, it's the last day of August. Yeah. Last day of August. We're almost through this year. We're almost through this year. Uh, I hope you're having a great, great day. Uh, great episode today. Um, weirdly enough, I feel like trust is a big theme of this episode in a way that we haven't talked about before. And yet trust we talk so much is, is such a big part of relationships. And yeah. it's a, a big part of today's episode. I think uh, you guys will really enjoy. There are some maybe fake dead people in this relationship. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this episode. In this episode. <laughs> is she dead? Is she not dead? I don't know. Did he lie about Did her he being lie dead? About her being dead. We will find out. Um. So yeah. Uh, as always, um, you guys know how much I value this uh, particular show as part of the Files library, if you will. Yeah. And uh, sincerely appreciate you guys taking the time to write uh, your reviews or just giving us five stars without having to write anything. Totally fine, too. We yeah. just want to get those reviews up. Also, I know you've been waiting for it on my Patreon. Uh, Vanessa, the episode comes out tomorrow. So for all those people who have just been waiting for the Vanessa one, you can finally sign up. And if you just want to listen to that, you can just not, you can cancel after you listen to the Vanessa one. But the Rachel, Rachel one's out as well. And then we have, we have all the women from my season. And then if you, uh, you know, like that Vanessa one, you're going to like the Jen Saviano one that comes out in October. It's real honest. <laughs> so honest. I'm a, little I'm a little nervous how honest it is. Really? Got done and I'm like, Jen's like, how'd that go? I'm like, well, people are going to love you. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's, uh, we talk a lot about how things went down between her and I, uh, and uh, while I, between paradise and being asked to be the bachelor. Has this been therapeutic for you? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's always specifically the Vanessa one and, and Jen uh, and, and Raven in, in a different way. Corinne, it's just in any relationship when things end friendships or otherwise, yeah. Uh, you guys have guards up, right? And, and and sometimes when you don't talk to people, you get in your head about what they might think of you, yeah. what they might be telling friends, and, and those things might happen. And as time goes on, sometimes people just want to connect and just yeah. clear the air. And I think that's been really nice to do. Because I do honestly. feel like we tell people a lot of the times, like, it's done, it's over, like, forget about it. So I feel like you're in a unique situation where you well, have, Well, I've like, always say, like, closer definitely comes from within. But if you're able to get it from someone yeah. else that you've wanted to seek closure, it's always nice to get. Sometimes you just don't get that type of closure until, like, time has passed yeah, long enough where it's not per you're not personally affected. And so it really has been nice to, to do that. And it's um, the people who have signed up for it, really. It's just been kind of an honest dialogue between people who where there's a lot of mutual respect but like frustration maybe on both sides yeah i think so it's really nice. cool to have those conversations and be able to reflect back so the vanessa one comes out tomorrow check Ready it out for it so go to my instagram it's on my patreon we've teased it's it enough. waiting for you i just think people really want to hear it yeah and, the, and listen i get it you know you don't want to pay for things that you're used to getting for free and you recorded this before she got engaged too right yeah 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 so we don't talk about that. But yeah. I did text Vanessa after she, when she got engaged and, and she was like, I, I mean, I think it was like one of those, she wasn't expecting it. And, yeah. but like, obviously it's ha happy, but like, it's not like sometimes it's like, Oh, are you going to ask me? Yeah. No. Um, so yeah. Well, good for you. 
It's out there. Do we want to talk about you getting some dick this week? <laughs> Should we? Do we need to? Yeah. I mean, he you had fun. You had a little fly and hookup. <laughs> I did have a little fly and hookup. Was it as satisfactory as you hoped it would be? It was. I don't know. It was really nice. I don't know. Oh, it was nice. It was nice. So I, I wasn't ready you for thought nice. You were going to get some dick. And I got more. You got a little bit more. You got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared for you to ask Nick me. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. So it sounds like maybe you guys. La- it, you. You. He left with. Ne- you guys talked next steps. I don't think we talk next steps. There's no next steps. Did you I live make, in LA. make plans of hanging out again? I, I might be flying there. Those are next steps. My birthday's... My Those birthday. are next steps. Those are next steps. Yeah. I'm not saying you guys decided, like, should we get married? No, but, yeah, like, but we've known each other steps. for a long time. It's, it's different. It's just... I don't know. It was just fun. It was easy. It was... You know, like, when you're like, it's just easy? Well, if I were to ask Nikki, I would say, don't have any expectations other than the expectation that you've enjoyed this person's company. Yeah. I think that's just where and I am. Openness to seeing where it goes without yeah. saying, well, well, it can't be like that because I've known him for so long yeah. or don't create unfair expectations of like, it has to be a certain thing. Yeah. Just go get that. It's just nice when you like get in the car and you're like, you like the same music for a road trip with the windows down or, you know, it's like, oh, let me order this drink or they know what kind of coffee you like. So they just go and get it and for you're you like, before do you, you want even a wake tuggy? up. And he's like, I do. And you're like, okay. Do I want a what? <laughs> a tuggy? <laughs> why go with, why, why start with a tuggy? Who starts there? I'm just making shit up. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. I did. I had, I had a lot of fun. I definitely have an extra little pep in my step this week. <laughs> well, it was like, there was a release. Yeah, there yeah. was. I liked it. All right, All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's get to the callers. <laughs> oh, make sure to tune in tomorrow because Lauren Zena will be with us. And while we don't talk about my season per se, because that's more than done on my Patreon, yeah. you're just going to have to sign up for all the juicy content there. We will be covering some uh, things going on in Bachelor Verse Universe, the Bubble, all things Claire season, and just going to update on Bachelor World with always the knowledgeable and fun Lauren Zima. Uh, well, I say we get to these questions. That's good. Great. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. Um, my name's Ashley, and I'm 30 years old from Southern California. Hi, Ashley. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, so I uh, emailed in because I... I kind of got bamboozled recently last weekend. So I went on a girl's weekend uh, to go wine tasting. And during our first night there, dinner, um, noticed a handsome gentleman eating alone. And we kind of waited until to see if any date would show up. No date showed up. So I kind of knew that was my chance to spark a combo. Um, And we hit it off. Uh, There's instant chemistry. (laughs) I've learned now with COVID, it's like if I'm ever out in the wild, I just need to shoot my shot. Great. And yeah. um, and so at dinner, we wrapped up early, me and my girlfriends, and we invited him to grab di- uh, drinks with us after at a local bar. Um, he ended up showing up at the bar, and we just stayed out all night. And um, 
We really had great chemistry. He's um, 10 years older than me, uh, really well-established when it comes to his profession. He travels all over the world with it. So really well-rounded guy. Um, During that night, I did notice he had a ring on his right hand um, and asked him what it was. He said that, um, and he kind of got a little choked up here and he goes, well, I uh, still fresh, but I um, am a widower and my wife passed away. Um, we had two kids and I have a great support system back at home to help during this difficult time. Um, he said that he really hasn't gone back in the dating arena yet, just really haven't, hasn't been getting his feet wet when it comes to dating. And um, But yeah, it, that was just the one kind of situation he said is that weird I still wear the ring I'm like no it's totally understandable you went through a lot um and um towards the end of the night he just walked me back to my hotel nothing happened um we just made out no hookup or anything and the next day was the last day me and my girlfriends are going to be in that town and uh, he asked me out to dinner and it was one of the nicest dinners I've ever went on as a date where he just spent he was definitely trying to show how much or it was just an expensive dinner all the way around and um i respectfully got the chicken i didn't want to i'm like this is a lot <laughs> and, um he was just being very um chivalrous of like how's a woman like you still single this and that and during the date towards the end he goes like so this may be weird but like how am i doing like i'm so new to this dating like can you give any point like how am i doing through these last two days we've been together and Tell him like he's been great. He's been really nice and generous and is interested in learning about me as well as talking about his life experiences. Um, so very respectful. So at this point, you're just um, like, this is amazing. Oh, I'm like, you're just on cloud nine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I met my Prince Charming. Like, sign me up. <laughs> All right. And, and then? Uh, yep. So I got sick towards the end of the day just from being exhausted from wine tasting all day. So I just was like, hey, I'm going to like respectfully like, go back to my hotel. I'm just not feeling well. And, um, he was totally fine with that. Walked me back and he just was saying how this has happened where before where he meets a lovely woman while, and it just fizzles out and he doesn't want that to happen. So he's like, I'll fly down to see you. I'll fly you back up here to see me. Um, and we agree on that. And then, uh, next day driving home with my girlfriends and we're like, we need to dig into what happened with his wife. Like, how did she pass away? So we're digging, can't find anything, plugging his phone number into Google. Up comes a a, num- a person's name associated to that number. I plug that woman's num- name into Facebook and up pops a profile where her profile picture was updated in December of her, him, and their two kids. So eight months ago, and we're like, okay, okay, let's, no red flags yet. She could have passed away earlier this year. <laughs> and it's just really fresh. Then I plug in her name into Twitter. We find her profile and she tweeted something five weeks ago and that's where I'm like okay this is a little like I just feel like I've kind of been manipulated the whole time because that's really really fresh I don't really think it's I think he's just trying to see what would happen while he is away for a weekend um, without his with his wife and kids being home so my question is like do I reach out to the wife and message her of like what happened um like I'm just feel I feel manipulated and just he really took advantage of the situation and I don't know if I should message him that I know or her that I know. So it just I want to be clear you're you're 100% convinced that this woman is alive 
And we're basing I'm, this off the fact that she tweeted five weeks ago? Yeah, that five weeks that, ago from today, or how long ago was this date? A week ago? Um, yep. So it was the trip was around August eighth, and she had tweeted on like June. Like, what did she tweet? Uh, just something when it came to like environmentally friendly. Uh, it was just it was just a post that was more directed towards like what she does for a living. He didn't of, share assuming. about how she passed at all. No, no. It, on all their profiles, there's nothing of that sort um, of anything of passing. And he changed his profile picture to just a, his picture of him that he has like that he has in his books that he's an author of. And so I'm like, well, he doesn't have a family photo on his face. He's an author? Yeah. So he's written a few books. So the picture he has as his profile picture is a picture in his books. It's a notable person of some kind. <laughs> Um, I would say in his, in his industry, he's a professor, travels over the world, all over the world speaking. And so, and it's ironic that he teach like his main focus is ethics. So this person is Googleable in a sense, like, you know what I mean by Googleable where like you yeah. Google their name and a decent amount of material comes up. A hundred percent. He doesn't have a very familiar, I mean, it's definitely a different name than you Google it and it's the first thing that pops up about his books and everything. And he acknowledges this woman's name in all of his books. Uh, so that's where it kind of linked to when I plugged her name in. That's and where so came up. there's no, and to your point, you Google his name and his wife's name and there's nothing about a death. Nothing. Now more than ever, trying to find new and fun ways to make some money. Maybe we've had some uh, business ideas of, of some talents we had, like, uh, I don't know what. I mean, those, these are your ideas. Maybe you're at home making masks. Yeah, and then you'll need to ship these masks to people. Yeah. Great idea. Well, ShipStation is helping people with their small businesses become a reality. Uh, it, helped, it helps with natural habits. You guys know, um, we... Uh, all of our business is 100% done through shipping. Um, and if without ShipStation, I would lose my mind. Um, it's such an easy way to uh, track your shipping uh, from a logistics standpoint. It's like having a whole logistics team as part of your small business. Uh, reports, uh, I, I save on shipping costs uh, just through the efficiency that I have, uh, whether I send USPS, FedEx, UPS, um, doesn't matter if you sell through Amazon, Etsy, your own website. Um, I can't recommend it enough. So if you are doing a lot of shipping, uh, check out ShipStation. It's a, a great way to run your business of, of any size. And right now, if you are interested, go. Our, the Viofile listeners can try ShipStation for absolutely free for 60 days when you use offer code VIALL. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of the delivery culture, which now more than ever is uh, very important. Get ShipStation at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in V-I-A-L-L. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter code V-I-A-L-L. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Hard to say. Easy to use. <laughs> we live in strange times. I, I think you would agree, right? I would agree. Right? We are trying to connect with people. We've talked about doing a Zoom thing. Did you know that you could do this with Best Fiends? You can interact with your friends. You don't even have to see them. You don't have to smell them. You don't have to get their 
coughing or whatever. You can just interact with them and compete with them. Who are you hanging them. out with? <laughs> People are gross. But they sometimes are still fun to, 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 to talk to. Yeah. And you can do this with Best Fiends. Yeah. Compete with your friends. Play interactive games that not only you have fun with, but challenge you mentally. Uh, stimulate those brain, yes. brain cells. Uh, have fun with those fun, cute characters. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? <laughs> My favorite character is Brittle. Brittle? He's so cute. I like it more for the characters and the fun. I know times. you do. You know, I know you do. Well, I like it so I can socially distance responsible with my friends and still like talk shit. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's what I like doing it for. <laughs> um, Best Fiends uh, is is kicking ass. A hundred million downloads. Everyone's doing it. You should be a part of it. Uh, they're constantly updating the game with new characters, new, new challenges. It never gets stale or old. Uh, so make sure you're checking it out. And you don't need the Wi-Fi to play it. Do you, you can, can play do it, it offline. You can play it anywhere on a plane if you're traveling. You know, if you, if you have to do that. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already, with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. I I looked up his name, obituary. Her name, obituary. Nothing comes up. The only time her name comes up is he acknowledges her in his books as like a thank you to these people. Um, nothing. And I, it's a notable name. And I just know it would pop up if I, with all the searches me and my girlfriends are doing. Um, and you, so, and you, you, you made out with this guy. There were some physical elements on this date. Um, Second base, third base. Definitely. I would, you know, just like handsy and making out a lot, but nothing where like second base, third base. Like I just, thankfully I didn't. Heavy petting and making out basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I have so many questions. What's your did you, when you like went to go talk to this guy, did you know who he was or anything like that? I mean, I'm not an expert in like motivational speakers, but like you just kind of. Totally. No, I um No, that's a good question. I had no idea. I just noticed a handsome man who just seemed, um, like well put together having dinner by himself and I was found him attractive and wanted to introduce myself. And he definitely seemed open to continuing the conversation. And he, I let, I gave it up to him of like, Hey, do you, if you want to join us for drinks afterwards, we're going to this bar next door. We'd love to chat more. And he, and he showed up. So where are things with this guy right now? Like when was the last time you heard from him? He, the day we we're driving home, he texted me how like amazing it was. And he can't wait to see me again and, and plan another trip. And how I didn't respond. That? Uh, that was about six days ago. Oh, and you you never responded? No, just, and that's when I messaged in because I was just, <laughs> I didn't want to, once I found out what I, once I found out through my Google searches, I didn't know what to say to him and I didn't want to cross any line without knowing like, do I tell him I know? Do I play along with it so I have more evidence to send to his wife? What I'm do you want to do? Uh I, it's funny. I listen to too many crime podcasts or part of me is like, okay, if I send him, his wife, something, he's going to know it came from me and he's going to try and like mess with my life. <laughs> Cause I mess with his family. Like I just, you never know like people these days. You never know. You never I know. mean, yeah. I love that the true crime podcast is, the he, uh, is going down. <laughs> listen, if she is alive, right. Mm-hmm. Then, then we're dealing with a really good liar. Uh, you know, who teaches ethics. 
<laughs> like, what yeah. the freak? Do I, yeah. Is it like totally unfair to think that maybe like a professor of some sort has a higher rate of being like a narcissist or something? I don't know. No, maybe. Like, are, narcissists are like, I think, highly intelligent often. Is that true? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, who knows? Um, but we're dealing with someone that if you are right and that is highly intelligent and calculated and maybe a narcissist uh, and a really just good liar. Mm-hmm. Um, so confronting him might get messy. Do you have a, do you, when you say, I wonder if I should reach out to her, do you know how to get a hold of this alleged dead or alive person <laughs> wife? Um, through her Twitter or Facebook, I could, DM her. Uh, um, that's the only two things doesn't... I have. Okay. But no, I did get a sense where I'm like, I could be dealing with a master manipulator that it's like, do I want to continue or get involved and insert myself in that um, relationship he has? Well, how, like, like the simple answer is yes. I mean, <laughs> if you don't want to be involved in drama, remove yourself from the situation yeah. No harm, no foul. It's made for a good story. And to be extra cautious, yeah, don't insert yourself in something that doesn't involve you. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> <laughs> However. Uh, you know, uh, could be an argument. I, listen, if, if, if I were married to someone and they were telling me uh, people I was dead, I'd want to know. Yeah. It's a... Uh, you know maybe he's this is i i could imagine him arguing that this is some sort of experiment social experiment uh, like social experiment or like a sociopath <laughs> or or you know trying things out but um it's fascinating that you're the one who approached him and then he kind of went with it yeah um but in such a convincing way was there when he was talking the whole time was there a part of you that's what made you look you know, like, why didn't you just believe the story and go along with it? Because it sounds like based on your story that you were quickly wanting to, like, learn more. Or was it just because you were like, oh, well, I want to learn how his wife died. And through that curiosity, realized that no one died. It was, I guess, through my Dean experiences, I feel like sometimes when something's so good, it's almost too good to be true. And so that's what... Yeah. Um, and I, I work in the sports industry and I am at trade shows and I, it's not the first time I've seen guys take off their rings when they're off on a trade show weekend. And sure. so I just, I do have my guard up in certain cases like that. And, yeah. and so that's, I think where it stems from, cause this isn't the first time I've almost went home with someone and his friend tells me, Hey, my buddy's actually married with kids home. Like, I don't want you to make this mistake. And I'm like, Oh, well, okay. Like, (laughs) so it's not the first time. And I'm like, how, and like a second question is like, how, what is there questions to ask when you kind of meet someone like this in the wild to avoid this from happening? Cause it's now like a second time where. Yeah. There's no, listen, if, if you accidentally bump into a, a narcissist who's a very convincing liar and charming. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to figure out because they're very convincing and charming and they they are willing to lie about things that the average person would be like, why would anyone lie about this? Right. So you become gullible. I mean, I, I sometimes I'm like, well, I'm a gullible person. Cause it's just like, well, I just don't assume I, I just don't go about life just assuming everyone's lying 
because that, mm-hmm. that's no way to live. Right. Yeah. So like, there's a certain level of like, well, I mean, if, if you're, if, if you're going to run into people who are willing to say the most insane, crazy things and lie about things that you're like, why would anyone lie about that? And that's just un, an unfortunate fact of, of life. So I don't think there's anything to really learn from this and like what you could do differently. Like good for you for shooting your shot and you might've run into a, a dangerous person. If yeah. you were to pursue like involving yourself in the story, maybe you could anonymously um, DM her somehow and just say something cryptic like, your husband told me you were dead. Is that true? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then goes, oh, like set up a fake her. account or something. Yeah. Like set up an anonymous, yeah. like fake account. Yeah. Are you? Uh, is that true? Uh, let me know if you're willing to learn more. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Protect your identity and uh, listen. At the, it's not your responsibility to convince her. So if you are, if if other than like inserting yourself in drama and having this be a kind of, you know, your real life true crime podcast of your own. <laughs> Yeah. Planning that seed for her is all you really need to do, right? You don't yeah. need to give her the whole even story, but just anonymously letting her know that your husband, her husband said that you were dead is enough for her to start asking yeah. some question, tough questions. And then if she does follow up, you could still protect your identity where you could just tell the story and just be like, "Yeah, I mean, listen, I have... Obviously, if he's a narcissistic liar, he's going to make up some story about like. Crazy. I was doing it for research, or or <laughs> people are crazy, and someone's yeah. just making up this story. I I don't know, but there's there there is definitely a level of like you have to just remove yourself, and it is not your job to convince her he's lying and that you're not crazy or you're not making this up. You know. Yeah. Um. But that is that sounds right. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. I'm just like also the like career aspect of it. It's like, is this person out there doing this all the time, pretending? What I know, really got me. what I know, who he is. Like, how, like, how? Um, with like ethics alone, it's like he spe- uh, specializes in a certain focus. Where once you know that, you'd probably be able to find his books. Um, and. I just know he, I know at the end of the day, I'm not the only girl he's probably done this with knowing that he travels all over the world for work yeah. and, and speaks and stuff. So I just, at the end of the day, I do feel bad. And that's why I wanted to, I'm like, gosh, should I message her? Cause do, give Chrissy his email, Chrissy, his name. So we can ask him to come on the podcast okay. and talk there about ethics. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No. <laughs> email his name. Uh, we'll keep it between us. Yeah. I'd be like, sir, what would you say about people who say they're like yeah. they're dead? Yeah. But that's like right. kind of a, cra- that is such a crazy sociopathic kind of thing is to be like, okay, here I am in a position going around the world talking about this, 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 and this while completely doing the opposite in my life. But everyone will believe the story I tell them because I am known for this. Maybe. I don't know. Like, and had you yeah. not like, Messed made up in out, the head is that had person. you not made out with him or done anything, you you could almost convince you that he was just like fucking around and and doing research and just having fun. And technically his wife could be mad, but maybe they have a bizarre understanding. Yeah. But he def you know, and I guess they could have a bizarre understanding when he's on about, the road. But all that I don't wants, I don't yeah. fucking know, right? There's yeah. always that element. But the physical aspect means that like clearly there's um yeah i mean there's something going on mentally when someone's able to get like emotional and play the sympathy card and yeah like, he, it sounds like he put on quite up. the performance 
Yes. <laughs> that's that's kind of the scary part of 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 this. Where he see anytime any guy offers to fly you on a plane, Google it. So right here. Yeah. <laughs> Before you get on a plane to meet a guy you've never met or or stuff like well you met him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if it's too good, yeah. That, listen, there's a reason why when people say if it's too good to be true, it often is because you know it often is, and not that not just in relationships, like in financial situations and deals and, and things like that. You know, it's good to be skeptical, but as far as this situation, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go that far in letting her know. Okay, I like uh, that. If you want to plant the seed, that's all you really need to do, and let her take it from there. Yeah. You know, my guess is if there's, if this is a situation where she's really being victimized, they don't have any understanding and he's just a shitty person. My guess is there's a list of examples or situations that are, you know, building that this would night, this would just be another thing that this isn't going to come out of totally nowhere, whether she, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, sounds like, you know, maybe he's been caught, you know, I don't know before. It's not the first time she's so heard it. So just plant the seed and move on. And and you can yeah. do it anonymous, anonymously. All right. I like that. Well, I do appreciate you guys' advice. And I'm a big fan of your Instagram with advice and your podcast. So well, I appreciate thank, it. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank All right. You. Best of luck. All right. All right thank take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Get your meat. Get your meat. You got some meat over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> which is great but that's maybe that's the type that everyone wants to eat i mean maybe you you know you get what i'm saying but I, like, i'm i'm totally picking up what you're totally putting down and but anyways i also like steak well yeah i like steak too. and chicken yeah and, and i like pork and fish and fish and i like yeah. it all and butcher box is helping you get the highest quality meat delivered right to your door without having to go outside without having to deal with people uh, i'm it's a, not only high quality it's humanely raised. it is i'm a huge i'm an all, i'm also a meat snob the quality of meat is so important in the in the quality of the taste of your food i mean something that doesn't make sense and they do it as you say humanely yeah uh it's better for you, you better for the animal find 100 percent grass-fed finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild-caught salmon at the grocery store. It can be hard to find 100% grass-fed beef, uh, free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild-caught salmon at the grocery store. ButcherBox has it all. And he sends it right to you. Sends it right to your door. I love it. I use it all the time. I Listen, I, I eat a lot of protein in my diet, and so it, it, it's because of ButcherBox that I can get the tastiest protein. Uh, of the highest quality. And it's free of antibiotics and hormones. At the convenience. I mean, it's it's amazing. I, I love it. Check it out. So uh, you can get meat all sorts of different ways, not just like Chrissy over the weekend. Anyways, <laughs> right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. For li- <laughs> life? That's a long time. <laughs> ground beef for Two life. pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription. Just go to butcherbox.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's butcherbox.com slash V-I-A-L-L. How's it going? Hi. Um, I'm Erica, and I'm 25 years old. Hi, Erica. How can I help? Okay. Um, so I titled my email the weekday girlfriend. Um To give a little background, I've been dating this guy who's 30 for about four months now. We met on a dating app like a year ago, dated for three months, and I had ended it at the time. 
but we still really liked each other and like still wanted to leave the door open for the future. So we continued to just talk um, and ended up picking things back up in April and have been exclusive for three months now. Um, so then this is like the situation now and where my question comes in. Um, we recently started butting heads about our needs in terms of quality time. We live like 45 minutes away from each other and we both work full time. Um, and sometimes he works like a crazy amount of overtime too. So seeing each other has to be like planned in advance and like it's not always super easy. Um, he's super independent and very laid back and I've been trying to be a little more independent myself and didn't want to jump into, th into things like too quickly. So in the beginning, I was like cool with us not spending every weekend together. Um, but then when summer began and like COVID restrictions let up, um, he started spending the weekends with this new group of friends on the lake where he lives. Um, and I was totally cool with that for a while and like supported him in that. And he even brought me to like meet a lot of these guy friends during the week when we hang. But then more recently, like I've noticed this friend group keeps expanding and there's quite a few girls who now like meet up with them each weekend, none of which I've met. Um, and I probably shouldn't have, but like I did some social media creeping um, and I've seen like one girl in particular, like she's liked and commented on some of his photos. She's even like posted a picture on his boat, not like with him, but just like with her friends. And I've also seen her name pop up on his phone. But like, even regardless of that, I'm also just at a point where like we're four months in, we're exclusive. I think it's just like time to ramp things up and naturally start seeing each other more um, and spending more time together. Um, Cause I think like in the last four months, we've only spent like two Saturdays and a Sunday together. Um, so I addressed my need for more quality time with him a few weeks ago. And he said, the reason he hasn't invited me is that he just really values his like alone time on the weekends and that going out with these friends is like his way of unwinding. Um, but he reassured me that like, we are exclusive. It's not about anyone else and it's nothing personal. And he like somewhat reluctantly then invited me out like the next Saturday. Um, but we didn't hang out with any of his friends. We just like did our own thing. Um, but he did start like kind of ramping things up like during the week, like he's definitely made more of an effort to like come see me more and um, like take more initiative in that, which was nice. Um, but then, so then things blew up like this past Saturday. Um, we hung out Friday night, I stayed over assuming that we'd like continue to hang out on Saturday. And like the morning rolled around, we were hanging out and then he was like saying that he had a lot to do and that he kind of assumed that I would be leaving. Um, so I brought up like my issue with all of this again and said how it just felt really personal. It definitely like hurt my feelings. Um, and I kind of called him out about this whole like girlfriends situation and how it made me uncomfortable that I never met any of them. Um, and so he just kind of like said the same thing. It's like nothing personal. It's not about anyone else. Um, and like in relationships in the past, he's definitely like thrown himself way too far in too early and like gave up all his friends and spent like all his time with his girlfriend or whatever. So he's trying to be more cautious about that. Um, so we went back and forth for a while. He still didn't invite me to stay. Um, he ended up like getting really upset and literally like crying and saying that he just felt too pressured by the whole situation. So I left. We didn't really talk for like almost two days. And then he texted me and like apologized and just said basically the same stuff still that he's been telling me this whole time. Uh, how, so, old, how old is he? He's 30. He's 30. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have told me he was 22, I'd been like, you know, he's trying to figure out the balance of friends yeah. and girlfriends yeah. and because I, you know, 
it's pretty typical for people, men and women, to alienate their friends their first relationship they get in yeah. and they, they don't know how to have yeah. that balance. And then their friends kind of call them out and be like, bro, it's like, I like your girlfriend, but like, you're just like really every time. And then she either, either you're with her or she's always has to, always has to be there. This is a 30 year old man. Yeah. That's why. I'm what like- does he want in life? Does he want to sell down get married, have kids? Do you, have you had those types of conversations? Um, yeah. And he says, yes, he told me that he, like I asked in the beginning, I was like, do you want a serious relationship like anytime soon? Because like on the app, like he said, like he wasn't sure of what he wanted. And he said, like, yes, he definitely does. That's what he's looking for. Um, but I mean, like it's been a year now since we've known each other. And like I've made it very clear, like at this point, like I yeah, like I'm serious now, like because I had ended things. But I don't know. I think it's time to step things up a little and. I don't know. I don't know if I'm being too pushy about it. Like, I've never really dated any guy with that many friends. I don't. Um, it is a thing. I don't think you are being too pushy because, you know, here you are, like, self-evaluating and on this podcast and asking questions and being open to, you know, make it work. It's usually the people who are too pushy who, like, don't even have that thought, right? It's so... Yeah. Um, this might just be a situation where your priorities don't line up, Right your love language is you want quality time. He doesn't, but like you are not, it's what's clear is you're not his top priority. Mm-hmm. You're a priority. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a big priority. You're not his top priority. Maybe he might not have a top priority right now. His priorities might be like, fine. She, you know, you're a priority. My friends are priority. My job's a priority. And they're all kind of one, a B and C. But you're not his top priority, then maybe that's okay. Maybe it's not. You have the right for it not to be a priority. You're at the point in your life where it's just like a a 30-year-old guy who's been talking to someone for a year and been committed to that person for four months. You should start feeling like a big priority. That doesn't mean, I'm assuming you're agreeing, it doesn't mean you've asked him not to ever have alone time with his friends. It doesn't ask you to like constantly, but it sounds like it's, you hanging out with his friends is the exception, not the rule. You know, if you're going to be in a serious relationship, your friends should start molding together. You know, it should be more the norm that you're hanging out with his friends. And then once in a while, you're like, go hang out with your boys. I don't need to be there all the time. Right. Yeah. Cause you're the cool girlfriend who's like, yeah, I don't need to be like attached to you, but you, yeah, that's you, what I've been trying to You asking for like <laughs> let me hang out with your friends and him kicking you on on a Saturday morning uh so we can go boating with some friends. And yeah. Yeah. Like being in a serious relationship doesn't mean you can't hang out with people of the opposite sex, but it yeah, it's fucking weird to just like kick your girlfriend out and then have a bunch of girls show up. As a 30-year-old guy, like he shouldn't be that like well, like you know, my last I'm just he shouldn't have that hard of a time balancing out his friends and, and a, a girlfriend, if, it, if he wants a girlfriend. But yeah, there's a definitely a red flag of, does he want the weekday girlfriend? Does he want the stability of a girlfriend, the make dinners with, go to f- farmer's markets, watch Netflix, but also want the freedom of a single guy to hang out with groups of friends. And maybe he doesn't mean he's fucking anyone, but he's definitely, there's a reason why he doesn't want you there. What he wants to do is give you as much of attention as he's willing to give you in times where he's okay to hang out with you so that you're okay with being satisfied when he wants his free time. Mm -hmm. 
right? That it's still including yeah. other women. And like, you want to feel like you're part of his group. And yeah. that's not what, in, and you're not wrong. And he's, he might not be wrong either, but like your priorities don't match up. It's not about him. It's about what you want. I want this. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. You know what? There's, I, totally fine if you want that i just don't it's totally it's so cool man it's so cool but i, I definitely i do want to be with someone who wants to like hang out with me most of the time and i want to feel like i'm friends with his friends and i, I want that and I, i'm totally fine with you hanging and having you have alone time but this constant compromise for time it, it it's just it's not for me mm-hmm. it's totally fine you know <laughs> and make him believe that you're going to be fine either way Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got to be like... You are going to be fine either way, but you got to believe that yeah. first. But like, mm-hmm. just, you're not crazy. Keep reminding yourself that. Okay. Yeah, that's like very validating to hear. You're definitely not like crazy. Me. You should, okay. you have the right to be with someone who wants to spend time with you and makes you feel like a big priority. And right now he makes you feel like you're kind of a, a priority. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right that's helpful to hear yeah all right best of luck thank you so much all right take care you too bye-bye how's it going it's going good how are you good what's your name <laughs> my name's morgan i'm 23 um and i'm just calling about some in-law issues that have been going on for the past eight years eight years okay um yeah quite a while so what's so eight years so, so you're 23 this started when you were 15 15 yeah yeah that's right <laughs> i was a sophomore in high school um when me and my boyfriend met and we have been together eight years but living together for four years okay um and it's a constant battle just because we're so opposite meaning me and his family okay um, so it's just very awkward, kind of just like the kind of people where very judgmental and you don't really know what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, because there's always something wrong. Are they, um, like, uh, do they say this, is this kind of in your face? Is it, is it passive aggressive behind your back? Like, were you? Oh yeah, both. Yeah, it's both. Okay. Um, so um it'll be so just recently to give you an example it was um my sister graduated high school mm-hmm. so being that we've been together for so long they kind of you know expected that they'd be invited and that they they come and they were there um but his sister she is the same age as my sister and okay. she is very you know dr- dramatic she goes about things very dramatic and like you know just always trying to have an issue and I'm very protective with my family. So that just recently caused an issue and it's like everyone else's fault, but theirs when it's like, no, but you kind of, you're the one who come here, you know, laughing. It's like the, you know, the whispering and just makes you kind of uncomfortable. Cause it's clear that, you know, they're kind of talking about you or being judgmental. Um, and really if I just been thinking about my future a lot and if this is something that I can make work or not, and so you're, eight years is a long time to kind of give up. You're contemplating the relationship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, he says, you know, 
what can he do because he can't choose his family? And he says, you know, it doesn't bother him if I don't want to be involved in certain things. Um, but then I do kind of feel bad because they ask, well, why isn't she around or why doesn't she want to, you know, be around when we have family get togethers? And like we've had talks about it, but it's always the same thing where it's never their fault. It's always how you take it, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as the relationship with your boyfriend, if everything about this family dynamic was great, would you, are there other things about the relationship that would make you question it? Not really. I, <laughs> I would be perfectly happy and I would not question anything if they were very, if they were, could be accepting. Cause whenever I'm around them for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, I kind of feel obligated to go. So when I do, I just feel, you know, out of place and not really welcome. And I feel like really judged and like, she'll just say things he'll want me in the pictures or something. And she'll be like, I don't want her in all the pictures or like, you know, just something where it's like, ew, okay. Okay. <laughs> Does that bother that bothers you? Like I can take the pictures. No, I just, I'm like, well, then why do you care so much if I'm around or not? Like, why don't you just let me do my own thing and not care if I'm around or not? Because <laughs> if I had it my way, I just, I, you know, I would stick to myself and kind of we'd do our own thing. But he's, then so he's pretty involved. And they want to know why I don't. He's pretty involved with his family. He tries to be. He wishes he wasn't as much, but then he kind of feels guilty if he's not because they like to play like the whole guilt trip thing. So they do that often and that gets to him. So he tries to be. Who, uh, who in the relationship between you and your boyfriend is more of the decision maker? I'm kind of the one who like plans everything and he'll go with the flow and which I'm that way too, but I'm more like the planner. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why I asked. Cause I'm just wondering if, um, you know, it's hard to know the full scope of this dynamic between you and his family, but I got the sense that right. um, you're definitely probably a little bit more of the um, decision maker between the two of you. And then he also has yeah. his family who plays that role as well. And, and that's where you guys are, are butting heads, right? Um my guess is, is if uh, let's if his say his sister or his mom called in, right, and they were like, and and it was, you know, my son or brother's dating this girl who they would. My, I get the sense that they would probably say some of the same things for whatever reason. It's like there's a con, there's a battle of control going on here. Yeah, you know. I, I haven't talked to them. They might be thinking, I don't know. He's just been dating this girl since 15. Who knows if they're going to end up together, you know, not wanting you yeah, in some, every family picture is, is not right. unreasonable. Right. I just, it just, right. To me, it sounds like it is this kind of snowball effect, right? In the big scheme of things, it sounds like you just feel like a bit of an outsider to his family. Um, for sure. Not fully accepted. And I wouldn't be shocked if from their point of view, they're just like, I don't know, he's dating this girl. I mean, I think in my, I think about my family, right? I have this large family and especially in my early twenties where, you know, me and my sisters, my older sister, my younger sister, and we were all dating people. Right. And mm -hmm. for, 
for several holidays, it was always kind of this weird thing where, like, there'd be like arguments with my family about like who's coming for Christmas and like we since I was a kid, we do this secret secret Santa thing, right? Where the sibling, you know, there's so many fucking siblings that we can't all buy presents for each other, so we pick names out of a hat and right and and we're we're supposed to get one sibling a present, and then it was always like this debate of like. So and so would be dating someone, and then they would want their girlfriend or boyfriend to be part of the secret center. We're like, we're, you're not—they're not fucking family yet, you know. You're just fucking dating them, right? And then that would maybe get back to the the significant other, and it became this drama thing. And I get that sense—I get the sense that there's some like there's a lot like this little petty drama things going on between you and his family, right? And it's right. <laughs> in a way, it's kind of all his fault. <laughs> it's it's like, <laughs> well, it, it's not really fair. I mean, it's your fault too. It's his family's fault too. It, it, it's his right. fault because he's this passive person who's trying to please everyone. And then it's mm-hmm. your fault and his family's fault because you're both trying to, you guys have these expectations of how you think it should be. And it's not going that way, right? And it's a, my guess is nothing, no one's really doing anything wrong. <laughs> it's just that you have a different expectation yeah. of what you think it should be versus what his family does. And there's not an overall good communication between the, uh, the, to, the two parties, like you and his family. The problem is, like, you just don't feel ultimately really close and they're not overly welcoming. And that sucks. I mean, I get that, right? Because if you felt close and you felt like a part of the family, you know, there, you maybe would be, you'd feel less defensive about them being like, well, let's not have her in every picture. Because in technically, it's kind of a practical thing. You know, it's just like, you're not part of the family yet. You're not married. You don't have kids together. You're just a girlfriend, right? And, um, yeah. You know, you don't like. I, there's a ton of like family pictures we have with like random ass significant others and like holiday photos. We're like, why the fuck is this person in this photo? You know, at the time, you know, everyone's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna get married and have kids. But you know, fast forward five years, we're like, ah, oh, who's this a person again? You know. And so, yeah. My advice to you, because I'm only talking to you right now, is try as far as the things that you get upset about. Right. Because I'm sure there, there might be things that they get upset about. We can't control that. The things that bother you, I would try to not make a big deal about little stuff if you can. Even if it feels yeah. like a big deal, you know, like you being like, does that make sense? I know I'm kind of being vague, but I just don't have a lot of information. And we're talking about eight years that you've been hanging out with this family. And I'm, my guess is it's just a lot of miscommunication. Have you ever sat down with yeah. um, his mom or sister and just had a heart to heart about like just saying, I just feel like you guys don't like me or don't welcome me. And, yeah. and, and you've, yeah. and you, do you, have you said it in a way where you're not trying to get to a who's right or who's wrong, but just saying how you feel? So that was actually my next question. Um, I only have talked to my two very close people in my life about it, which is my mom and my aunt. And I've gotten two different two different advice from them. So one of them says, you know, with those kind of people, what does it do to talk to them? Because you've tried so, you know, so many times. It's, they always pretend, you know, this like the conversation didn't aunt. happen. 
my mom okay and so she's like you know just you know just deal with it you gotta you know do what you gotta do put a smile on your face and you know you're good when you leave you know there's no confrontation or anything but then my aunt she thinks that maybe talk it out and then say you know this is my last attempt to try and let you guys know how i feel because i just talked to her a couple days ago his mom and it's so confusing she will be like not wanting anything to do with me or like be in a mood, but then randomly text me and tell me she loves me like randomly. And it's well, so confusing. Cause it's like the next day she'll have something totally wrong. It's like a whole new person, but then pretend like it didn't happen, you know, a week later. So see you like, saying do you think that's a conversation. Well, you saying that to me shows that she does like you and cares about you on some level, right? You guys clearly don't see the world the exact same way and part of it is i think you're both fighting for control over your boyfriend to me it sounds like a miscommunication and 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 a conflict of expectations so i totally disagree with your mom like if you want to continue to date this guy you actually should be able to sit down and just talk again the goal of talking isn't to like convince her to say she's wrong and she's treated you so poorly. The goal of the conversation is to try to get on the same page, right? To say in a non-accusatory way how you sometimes feel, but maybe recognize that you might do things that they don't understand about you and trying to figure out and, and in a way that you don't get defensive, right? Because this is not about right or wrong. This is just about you guys just not being on the same page, right? So you have to be willing to have this conversation with people because I'm assuming you've been dating this guy for eight years and you're debating whether you want to mm -hmm. spend the rest of your, your life with him or not, right? If, if you're planning on breaking up with him, there yeah. is no point, right? If you plan on just having this guy be your boyfriend for a couple more years and then move on, then yeah, I don't know, just deal with it. But if these people could end up being family and uh, grandparents and aunts and uncles to your kids, then yeah. I would want you to want to feel like you can have a conversation with these people. And it sounds like that idea gives you anxiety. But if you listen, if you love bit. your boyfriend <laughs> and want to be with him, then you should want to make it work with him. And it sounds like there is some hope with them, like, you know, extending olive branches, wanting you to be a part of that. My guess is you have a lot of, uh, it's just a buildup of these little things of miscommunication and not understanding one another. And I think you need to try to yeah, strip down your preconceived notions about them and hopefully they can do the same. But if you talk to them, you really got to try to do it in a non-confrontational way. You have to give a little bit here if you're going to want to get something in return. But mm -hmm. that's only based off the idea of, I think you really need to decide, is this the future you want for yourself? And no answer is wrong. But if it is, I, yeah, I think there's some urgency in having yeah. this conversation so you don't feel this way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, it's it just doesn't the sound part like I'm anything is if not this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sensing true. some real hesitation there. So I think you should explore oh, that. There is. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's just his family. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Listen, you've only dated one guy since 15. If I were you, I'd be very curious about what else is out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe we just spent 20 minutes talking about something that's really irrelevant. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah.
So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, big decision. Okay, you're gonna be okay, but right, it's, well, it's gonna be tough. Guys. It's gonna be tough, but you you can get through this. You just have to be hard. You're gonna have to be strong, and you're gonna have to do do what's really don't do don't make a lot of decisions based off of fear. And my fear of fear of losing them. Um, don't be don't be selfish here. It's it's a tough situation because you're struggling right now, and so you feel a little bit of like the victim, but you're also, you're very much in control here, mm-hmm. right? I feel bad for this yeah. guy because <laughs> yeah. he's not in control. He's got his family and you, and he's just, he's just trying to hang out. He's just trying to make it through the next day. <laughs> yeah. So um, deal with him, exactly. address his family when you are a hundred percent certain you really want to make this relationship work and you have every right to not want to. All right. All right. right. Best of luck. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Jen, and I'm 28 years old. Hi, Jen. How can we help? So, uh, you know, recently, me and my boyfriend of two years have been going through some issues, and I guess um, I should give you the background on that. We've been together a little over two years, and, uh, you know, when we first started talking, dating, or whatever, uh, you know, he told me he wanted to be serious, be exclusive. And um, a few days after that, he ended up telling me he went to a party and he had slept with someone else. So obviously I was pretty devastated about that. Right like, after you just, guys became exclusive? We hadn't been exclusive yet. We kind of just started talking about being exclusive. Um, you know, he had been asking my friends if I asked her to be my girlfriend, do you think she would say yes? And all of my friends were like, yeah, absolutely. You know, she really likes you. And yeah, so... He told me uh, that he had slept with someone else at a party, and obviously, you know, I was pretty hurt about it. I know we weren't exactly together quite yet, but, you know, just the fact that he told me he wanted to be together kind of hurt me. So uh, we ended up talking and kind of, like, you know, realizing that maybe we should take a step back and maybe try the dating thing again later on. So a few days later, a coworker invited me to go to a tailgate with him, and uh, this coworker, you know, we had been good friends for a few years now. And uh, so I was supposed to go to the tailgate with him and a few other friends, but those other friends, the girlfriends, they ended up ditching me. And uh, it was just me and the coworker and a few of his friends there. And after, you know, a few drinks, uh, I was still pretty hurt, you know, just no excuse, but I ended up kissing my coworker's friend. And uh, a few drinks after that, my coworker ended up kissing me and, you know, I didn't resist and I was cool with it. Like we ended up kissing. And so, uh, you know, I told my coworker, can we just pretend this didn't happen? I didn't want to risk losing my job or risk him losing his job. So then, um, a few days after that, my now boyfriend, you know, texted me that he wanted to talk to me again and kind of see like where we stood with everything. And again, he apologized for what he did for sleeping with another girl. And, uh, I ended up telling him about the coworker's friends, but not the coworker. So, uh, you know, two years later, we're together. And um, recently, we actually just moved in together. And I started going to work again full time at the office. And I would get dressed and put on makeup and everything, which, you know, during the pandemic, I wasn't really doing during quarantine. And he would, I would notice he'd get a little jealous and ask me why I'm getting so ready and, you know, why I'm putting on makeup and all of this stuff. And uh, so one night I came home from work and he was just super mad with me and asked me why I was dressing up for work, why I was looking cute. And uh, he asked me about the tailgate and I ended up confessing that, yeah, I kissed my 
co-worker's friend. But I how long ago was a tailgate? This was like years ago? Two and a half years ago. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just to so, recap, you guys started, you're, there was this, you're now boyfriend. You were two mm-hmm. years ago or whatever period of time. You guys were dating and doing this kind of thing that people do where there's not, you're not official. You haven't defined anything, but like there's perceived expectations while that was going on mm-hmm. he hooked up he had sex with another girl he was honest with mm-hmm. you about it you felt hurt because okay. you felt like you guys were getting close to actually dating but not dating but you were mad and so like you you decided to like say well maybe we shouldn't like she get together because i'm hurt so we're gonna kind of mm-hmm. like stop talking for a while but we both kind of expect to maybe rekindle this in the future when you get over it in the meantime you went to this tailgate had like a makeout orgy with some people whenever no big deal <laughs> You kind of yeah. told you kind of t- you told him about one person, but not a coworker, because in the back of your mind, you were thinking, "Well, if I end up dating my boyfriend and I go back to work, I don't want him to get jealous about someone I'm going to see every day." And then somewhere along the lines, you go back to work, and then your boyfriend feels this now boyfriend, by the way, yeah. is is feeling this jealousy about you dressing up, and he started asking you questions, and then you tell him about this coworker, and that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's been. Um, had a lot of tension these past few days because of that. And I understand that he's hurt. You know, I lied to him for so long and it's not really something that's justified. And he ended up telling me who the girl was that he had slept with. And it's actually a girl that he's pretty like still good friends with. And so what does he matter? Somebody he interacts with. He's mad that I lied to him. He's mad that, you know, this coworker, he's met him. Did he ask the about the coworker or did you just not tell him? I just didn't tell him. Uh, I mean, he's met a coworker before at Christmas parties or, you know, like happy hour after after work. And I think that's what he was oh, most oh, mad about. I'm, I'm disappointed we don't have your boyfriend on this call. I feel like this yeah. is the kind of conversation for both of you. Listen, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think you both need to let shit go. That's what yeah. I think. I think uh, it's Ross and Rachel. They're on a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I you guys are muttering the waters with not defining the relationship, but you have feelings, even though you're not technically mm-hmm. together, you're both taking, it's like you, you in, as, as individuals, we both feel like everyone should be honest with us. And then when we kind of do shit, we feel guilty. And then we kind of make excuses and you're both a little guilty, right? For right. doing some shit. None of which is, you know, Machiavellian, not a deal breaker. Not yeah. Ma- yeah, Machiavellian, where you went behind their back and you've been fucking someone else while you've been lying about. It's just like things got a little muddy and dirty, right? And you kind of both felt guilt, and then you, you know, you didn't really lie, but you omitted information, and then the other person, you know, sent some things, right? You know, jealousy, and let's like, there's two forms of jealousy, right? I've always said, like, some people are just inherently jealous for some shit they're dealing with about maybe a past relationship, family issues, I don't know, things that are going on with themselves. Mm-hmm. They have insecurities with themselves, which creates jealousy. And then some other jealousy is created within the relationship that we're in, that someone that we're with is doing or saying things that makes us insecure about something that mm-hmm. creates jealousy, right? The The second part is jealousy that can be fixed because you guys just aren't communicating well enough and, and you can kind of address these insecurities. The first part of insecurity is like shit that that person needs to deal with, like that might require therapy or things like that. The good news for you guys is it sounds like this is the type of jealousy and insecurities that just coming from a lack of, you know, communication and quite frankly, a little bit of immaturity on both of your parts, right? Like, Mm 
it's like you both have this kind of traditional mindset of what relationships should be. We both should be open and honest and trust, but you're both guilty of kind of living in the gray. Just listen, you've both hooked up with other people. You've both made out with other people. You just put that out in the open, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of grow up a little bit in a sense. I mean, I say that conveniently. I, I, when I was younger, Nick at 22, 23, took everything very seriously about like, oh, this and, you know, he, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And like older me, it's kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, you've hooked up with other guys. All right. So what, you know, I, I, you're a little bit more realistic about people's pasts and what it means because it doesn't really mean anything. Do, do you, should we know each other's body counts or listen, the fact that you work with someone you made out with, you made out with a guy drunk, who gives a fuck, you know? I mean, he, he does, but he's making it a big deal and it's probably not that big of a deal. Meanwhile, all of a sudden you find out that he's still talking to some girl he, he fucked and you were heard about and not maybe in a way that's totally innocent, but like just put it on the table and just decide, do we want to, do we like each other? Do we love each other? Understanding that we've both been attracted to other people and people have been attracted to us and if we broke up, we would fuck other people, but we want to stay together, so we choose not to. Right. And and just have a make trust the foundation of your relationship. You know, okay. sometimes when and what I mean by that is sometimes people say they want trust but don't want to hear the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? We do that a lot. Oh, we we value trust. It's like, oh, I want to know everything, but you we don't. We lie to ourselves all the time, and then we don't ask questions because we don't really want to hear the answer, and then we fester those thoughts in our heads, right? Maybe he hasn't really ever asked the question about the coworker, and he's avoided that question because maybe he sensed it and he didn't want to hear it, but it's been bothering him kind of thing. And you get what I'm saying? Like maybe you've wondered if, maybe you never asked the question if he even still talked to this girl, but you always wondered, but you were too afraid to find out or something. I don't know. Right. We do this all the time. So if you really want trust to be the foundation of your relationship, you guys should have some of those very honest and tough conversations about like, let's just put it on the table without judgment. Just be like, hey, this is what I've done. It's some of the truth might sting a little bit. You know, it kind of, have you ever seen the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yes. Right. There's that scene where they both realize that they're both assassins and they're kind of like, hey, listen, like I didn't graduate from this school. I was married once before. I paid for my parents. I paid for my parents to be there. And it's obviously an exaggeration. But like clearly they're like, oh, we love each other. But like there's we kind of haven't been honest. Yeah. That's obviously an extreme example, but it's a little bit like that. (laughs) Just put it out there. You know, if you want trust and honest to be a part of your relationship, then sometimes you're going to have to hear things that you don't like to hear without losing your shit every time and then making that person feel guilty about things that maybe you've also done, just a slightly different version of it. You know what I'm saying? You're like, we have an idea of like, I can't believe you did that. And then you're like, but you literally did the same thing. It's just slightly different, right? So just put it out there. You guys are getting in this rabbit hole of like not fully communicating things that you've done and like this cloak, you know, and cloaking it in the secrecy and because you don't really want to hear the truth and it builds this like resentment and it builds these doubts and we start getting in our heads and this is creating this tension that quite frankly, it sounds like maybe you guys can get over if you just accept the fact that you've, you know, you guys have passed and you've done some shit and you're just like, listen, I work with this guy. We made out once drunk. I love you. I have no interest in him. Do you trust me? Yes or no? And you just put it out there and he can be like, yeah, listen, we were dating. I don't know. I'm a guy like, 
as a guy, like, it's always possible to have sex with people, but I choose not to because I want to be with you. But yeah, I see her. I don't want to have sex with her anymore. It is so possible. Guys have sex with people uh, all the time that, like, they don't need to have sex with. Just because they had sex with a girl once doesn't mean they, like, can't be in the same room without having sex with them again. <laughs> like, it's quite right. the opposite, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, so you ha- you're going to have to trust him if he says to you, yeah, I hooked up with this girl. I love you. I want to be with you. And the fact that like I might see her in these situations doesn't mean you can't trust you you can trust me. Right? And then yeah. you have to decide whether you can trust him. Just put it out there. You guys are you guys are both speaking in half truths, which is creating this distrust between the two of you. Right. I agree. And so you both need to just be mature and put it out there and without judgment, kind of have these honest conversations, knowing that a little bit of these truths might sting a little bit, but like, you know, you guys, you're operating under the fact that your relationship is this pure love, you know, and it's not, no one's really is. You guys have some past. It's fine. Do you, do you choose to want to be with him knowing he has a past? And does he choose to want to be with you knowing you have a past and it's just a little dirty, but you want to be with each other and you guys want to put the effort in to make it work. Right. I mean, I definitely agree. I think we definitely need to kind of let stuff go. We both have a past and all that matters is that we're together now, but yeah. yeah. And just, it's just comfort in knowing the truth. Just put it all out there. There's no, there's nothing you can hide, you know, right. get to a point where you're just like, don't be afraid to recognize that you guys might as human beings have an attractive traction to someone else but you choose not to step out of the relationship because you love that person you know the only thing that i feel like is kind of kind of hurting us now is that he wants me to leave my job because of this but that's because he's just he's just because he's really insecure and and jealous so you got to try to get to him a place that makes him not insecure and jealous and it's only going to come from like this really honest and open communication i don't know if he's capable of of this requires mature people to do but not only that, is he saying he's not going to see that girl if he's asking you to leave his job? Because yeah. that's ridiculous. If he, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's seen her in a long time, but still, you know, like. But yeah, that doesn't that matter. Like getting you, like that—that's a dangerous situation in relationships, and yeah. people do it all the time. You know, oh, you can't do this, and you can't do this, and like yeah. all of a sudden, you're just like, am I? Can I walk down this street because I might run? You know, that's ridiculous. If you're going to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone, you guys have to. Re- you people have to recognize they have past. And they have to, you can't avoid them running into people they might have hooked up with. Because if, if you're so afraid of something you've been with running into someone because that might somehow stimulate this attraction and it's just like, then you don't trust that person. You don't trust that person to be alone in a room with anyone at the risk of you making a decision that would hurt their feelings. You know, you should be in a room with every guy you've ever fucked and he should be able to be like, I'm not worried. That's trust, right? But you guys have to get to a place where you guys have put it all out there and just know that it's, you know, sometimes you get, you establish trust by being like, well, I can't believe you told me that because usually people would lie about that. But like, thank you for telling me. Right. Yeah, I agree. And he needs to be able to do that too, right? He needs to be able to have that maturity too, but you need to sit down and put it all out there. And, And enough with the half-truths and the avoiding tough questions because you can't hear the answer. Right. I agree. So quick question. Should I tell him I was on here asking you for advice? I feel like I'm kind of going behind his back by, you know, asking Whatever somebody I don't know for Whatever you advice. feel 
whatever you just if whatever you feel is right you know if you feel like that might hurt his feelings then you should tell him you if you want again if people want trust and honesty to be the to be the foundation of their relationship because we all say that if i were to ask everyone do you want trust and foundation to be the, do you want trust and honesty to be the foundation of your relationship i feel like most people would be like eh, totally but very few people act that way right, right. They're like, well, yeah, I want somebody to be totally honest with me, but like, they don't really need to know that. You should just be able to be like, trust and honesty. Here you go. So if you think that could bother him, then you need to put it out there. Regardless if you're like, well, I'm afraid if he'll get mad. Well, that's not trust and honesty, avoiding truths to avoid people getting mad at you. Right. So tell him everything. Tell him everything. Um, And if he... He needs to be mature and in a, in a position to tell you everything. And you both need to like take a chill pill, watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith and kind of get that. That's the, my point is like, that's kind of a place you guys need to go. A lot of people don't do that. Just fucking put it out there, man. You know, you guys both have pasts, pasts. That's yeah. true. Thank you. All right. Right. All right. Well, best of luck. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun. It was a good one. We value honesty, but we don't want to hear the truth. That's what we learned today. Yeah. We value trust. Whatever. I don't know. What the fuck do I say? You say, we value trust, but don't want to know the truth. It's a good one. Yeah. That was true. a good nugget. It's true. We do. Yeah. It's like a walk. You should be like a walking t-shirt still. <laughs> like saying. <laughs> like, who wants trust and honesty in a relationship? Everyone's like, yes. Like, hey, don't. I just don't want to hear it. I just want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trust was a theme today for sure. Um. Well. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, if uh, if you like this podcast, give us five stars. I don't want to hear the truth about what you really think. I just want the five stars. <laughs> that's not true. That's uh, no, true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, do we do? Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, what, what day is this going out next week? Is it next Monday? Yeah. Well, I, I also hope that my season of uh, the Bachelor Goat episodes on tonight. Check that out if yeah. uh, you want to get a recap. And as you all know, uh, if you want a more in-depth analysis of my season, hearing all the wonderful women from my season, including Vanessa, out tomorrow, and Rachel. That's a doozy. Uh, I mean, where could we find that, that's Nick? on, on uh, my Instagram, a link in bio to my Patreon. Just if you have five bucks, sign up. Listen to the Vanessa episode because I know you all are dying to hear it. It's worth your time. And if you don't want to hear all the other amazing content, you can cancel. I don't know if you'll want to, but you can just show up. Show see up. what see if you'd like it. Play around. We got some Dip great your toe in. The the I the Gen Savion. Uh the, the Gen Sav. It'll be a good one. Gen Saviano. I'm curious about that one. Uh Kyle, my friend who's uh part of the project said it was the most it was it was pretty honest yeah um i think people don't want to hear that one i think i want to listen to that one just because it's like you had that conversation about going to the bachelor after you were dating so i think it'll be interesting well since it's all on my patreon uh we're not going to be covering my season of the bachelor on this podcast because it's it's well documented it's done on my patreon so tune in on wednesday for the wonderful and very fascinating. Constance Nunes. We will see you tomorrow with Lauren Zima and getting some hot goss from inside the bubble. 